listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. We're dealing with some serious stuff here. U.S. has its credits go down. Mm. Donald Trump now scheduled to arrive in a D.C. court at 4 p.m. tomorrow. We're also trying to hook up Matt Baer with Justin Trudeau's soon-to-be ex-wife. So if anybody knows how to Photoshop really well, on Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel, put Matt Bear's face on that photo we have of Justin Trudeau. If you've got mad Photoshop skills, see if you can uh, do some work there. We're dealing with all that. But something I think that warrants our attention, something we haven't talked about in a while, is checking in with what's happening with COVID-19. COVID-19. Oh, I swear that I mean at this moment. There are three vaccines. Kind of. I don't know. China piss off. Now you've made the world cough. We're all nervous because of COVID-19. So Pfizer turned in some numbers today. And it turns out that Pfizer's COVID antiviral pill Paxlovid posted $143 million in revenue. Now, for a lot of places, Guy, that would be a good number. Sure. But for Pfizer, that is a drop of 98%. 98% drop for Paxlovid. And the company's COVID vaccine raked in $1.49 billion in sales. That's down from 83% from the year-ago quarter. And the only reason it's probably not higher is you have existing contracts that are probably still in play here. So Pfizer's COVID antiviral pill, Paxlovid, lost 98% in terms of its revenue year over year. Am I supposed to feel bad for Pfizer? Like when I hear these numbers, am I supposed to feel bad for Pfizer? Oh, no. In fact, during COVID, I was down here, I was filling in, um, hanging out with Nigel, and Nigel uh, reported on a story where there's been something like 11 new, and I'm paraphrasing here, 11 new pharmaceutical billionaires created during COVID. So we're supposed to feel bad for any of these people? Oh, hell no. Um, In fact, you know what this makes me? This makes me nervous. Because there are a whole lot of really rich people with a lot of resources behind them who are sitting at looking at these numbers right now going, hmm, you know what we need? We need a new outbreak. We need a new pandemic. That, there's, there's a lost opportunity here. There's somebody looking at these numbers right now thinking of how much richer they would be in the coming years uh, if, uh, if there was somehow a new catastrophe that we all need to react to. And based on past events, Big Pharma knows that the government will just throw money oh, at them. Unlimited. And ask questions later. Absolutely. Because there were legitimate questions about all of the vaccines at first. You know, we're picking on Pfizer, but Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, whatever. I mean, nobody really wanted to have a long-form conversation about myocarditis, the effect that it has on young, healthy people. And you can say what you want. We don't know all the information, but we're seeing an awful lot of young, healthy people collapse playing school sports, uh, collapse being at home. Again, maybe they have other ailments that we don't know, but Demar Hamlin, Bronny James, and then you could probably just go on to Google and find story after story of healthy 
young athletes around this country dealing with myocarditis. Well, and not only did people not want to have that discussion, if you brought any of that up, um, as well as questioning the general effectiveness of vaccines, because remember, CDC had actually changed the definition of vaccine to even call this a vaccine because it didn't prevent anything. It just it just reduced symptoms and, and lethality Allegedly. But if you brought any of that up, Jason, these days are not so long past that we shouldn't all remember. You got kicked off Twitter. You got shut down on Facebook. You got called a science denier. You you were accused of killing grandma. If you even brought these things up, and, and it's been a recurrent issue since then. So not only did people not want to talk about it, and that to me is the power of big pharma. It's the power of big pharma over the United States government, over, over big tech. And when those money, when those billions and trillions of dollars start floating around, all of a sudden, people get real aggressive and trying to subdue any conversation of exactly what we're talking about. And you're 100 percent right. People should never forget the load of BS that was given to us, the public, oh, yeah. from people we were supposed to have faith in. Okay, so hold that thought for one second, because in order for us to do this properly, I'm going to need some mood music. Let it go. That was the most replied to thing from the New York Times headline yesterday. The New York Times had a headline yesterday, quote, here's what you need to know if you test positive for COVID, according to physicians and infectious disease experts. Now, this was a story, if you check the date on it, from 2022, But it still could have been anything from the last three years. So why is the New York Times all of a sudden completely out of left field bringing you what you need to know if you test positive for COVID from infectious disease experts? And when you scroll through the replies of that post on Twitter, there's a lot of them that simply said, dude, let it go. Because this country... We're not trying to hear that from these infectious disease experts who lied to us and were wrong the last time around. So let's take a trip down memory lane here. This is what MSNBC told all of us definitively about COVID. From a certain corner of the right is this theory that the coronavirus, quote, escaped from the lab. This coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. Yeah, the funny thing about that is it's been proven that it was made in a lab. The United States government and the Energy Department, both the FBI along with the Energy Department, stating, yeah, it's made in a lab. Fauci even trying to cover it up. And if you got the vaccine, you could still get COVID and still spread it. But this was the crap that was shoved down our throats. And like you said earlier, Guy, if you had any sort of different opinion, you were kicked off of social media. Exactly. And you want know to ought to make us really nervous? Two things. We've got Big Pharma losing the kind of money you just mentioned. I mean, 98% on the Paxlovid pill alone. And they're looking at it. We're talking about billions and billions and billions of dollars. That, and let's not forget, Jason, we got a, we got an election coming up here pretty soon. And between those two things, there are going to be a lot of people looking at that going, you know, 
Um, we sure need a whole lot of mail-in ballots to be used in this next election because those seem to really inert to the Democrats' advantage when they're used. And there are a lot of us who would question whether, for instance, um, the uh, the results in the Georgia senatorial elections, or frankly, president in 2020, um, in the, the Pennsylvania election, would those elections have all turned out the same way without the millions and millions and millions of mail-in ballots? Why do we have mail-in ballots? Oh, covid so between the billions of dollars at stake and the fact there's an election coming up, it makes me really nervous about this next outbreak, quote unquote, because big media sure wants to keep talking about it. And again, never forget what happened the last time. This was Rand Paul. The masks don't work very well, particularly the cloth mask. That statement right there from Rand Paul, which he was 100% right on, cloth masks were theater, sure. got him kicked off of YouTube. Right. And then, of course, there's the mascot of the pandemic, Dr. Fauci, who flip flopped left and right on whether we should shut down, whether we should open up. I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. <laughs> and the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down mm. temporarily mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, Obviously, we would have shut down earlier. Never again let these bureaucrats shut you down. Shut your business down. Shut your kids out of school. Learn your lesson. And I'll see that flip-flop Dr. Fauci montage, and I'll raise you a no-vaccine mandate montage. Hmm. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. Needless to say, the right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is not negotiable. No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever forget, as much as these people are going to lie to you the next time the new sexy virus is out there, never forget what these people did to you. And to put a bow on this whole segment, Guy, we came into that little break there with Let It Go from the Frozen soundtrack. There's a dude from the band Scar that did a rock version of this. Tell me if this moves the needle for you. Let it go. <laughs> Worse. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd rock out to that. Sure. Oh, yeah, I like it. Allison looks sick. <laughs> well, we have a Taylor Swift fan sitting over there, so uh, yeah, that's predictable. All right. Caller number nine right now, 239-9393. Your chance to win four tickets to the Indiana State Fair. We got a fun little game. Caller number 9, 239-9393.